That's awesome. You can grab a seat. Grab a seat. It's uh, uh, it's great to be to be with you this morning. Uh, we uh, we just got back from uh, a bit of time in Greece, actually. So I know it was pretty good. That's how we felt about it as well. And. Uh, we, uh, we got invited, actually, on a uh, kind of a marriage conference. A guy who kind of mentors, coaches me from a distance in South Africa. His name's uh, Cassie Carson's great guy. Pulled together 10 couples uh, from seven different countries around the world and uh, just gave us a chance. He wanted us to invest into our marriages as couples and, uh, and us to kind of connect uh, different people in ministry, different countries. Well, it was an amazing time. Uh, and so we had a, a great time there. Uh, but it did mean I, I didn't get to, uh, I wasn't here last weekend and I think I missed out on some exciting things that were happening in Perth last weekend. Do we have a photo of anything? As I heard, it was uh, uh, still the celebrations and joy still going on. Uh, others as well, tired of it. But um, no matter where you sit on that one this morning, uh, you know, I, I just love this picture. I love the joy. I love the celebration. We've been in a, a series called uh, The Roar That Changes the World. And over the last uh, several weeks as a church, we've been looking at these different words for praise, for worship, Hebrew words for praise and worship that all give us a different look at what it looks like to praise God. And today, we're going to be talking about our last one of those. And it's one that speaks to, I guess in so many ways, this picture right here of, of exuberance, of joy, of celebration. Celebration, And uh, so we're going to dive into our last uh, Hebrew word for praise this morning. It's going to come to us from Psalm 150. Let's go to Psalm 150. Uh, this is the final chapter in the book of Psalms. It's the final psalm. It's in some ways the capstone to the whole book of Psalms and this whole kind of theme of praise we've been looking to. And right throughout it, every time you see the word praise here, you're seeing the Hebrew word hallel, which we're going to look at today. It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Verse 3. Praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him, verse 5, with the sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now this psalm, it is the final uh, psalm, as I said. It's the capstone. In some ways it draws together. And, and this word hallel that is used every time you see the word praise is the most consistent. It's the most used word for praise in the Hebrew Bible. It's the biggest one. In some ways it draws the others we've looked at together. And it's the Hebrew word hallel. It's the word from which we get the word hallelujah. Hallel means praise. The yah is speaking of God, of Yahweh, and it means hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we're going to think this morning a little about what does it look like to halal. It literally is a word that means to boast. You know, it's to just come on, this is so good. To rave, to just go over the top and overboard about something. It's to shine, to celebrate. It is to be clamorously foolish. I love this picture, clamorously foolish. Like I'm just so, when you, have you ever been so excited about something, you just kind of were so almost over, it was like you were just clamorously foolish. You didn't care who knew how glad you were, excited you were. You didn't care kind of what you looked like. You are just clamorously foolish. Or in this is another way of putting it, 
an exuberant expression of celebration. Now this is, uh, uh, this, is the, this is the caps, this is the snapshot, this is what pulls the, what does it look like to praise God? If you've ever, you know, maybe you don't normally come to church, you wonder why would people, you know, every Sunday morning get up and come to do something like this? It's because we're not just here to sing a couple songs, we're not just here to listen to a good looking guy speak with a microphone and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, Except Lisa, that's why she comes. Where's she at? She, oh, that, that. Anyway, so like I said, we've been in Greece, and um, if you're looking to invest in your marriage, Greece is a great place to go. And um, just, but the reason, the reason we come, it's not we're not kind of going through some kind of just let's tick some boxes. What the reason we come, the reason we're invited to come, the reason God has kind of woven this into what it looks like to follow him as a regular rhythm in our lives is because we come together for a joyful celebration. That once a week, no matter what's been happening, no matter what's been going on, no matter what we've been experiencing, we gather for this celebration every Sunday. We build into the rhythm of our week. There are so many things that can, that there are things during our week that we get excited about, that we're celebrating, that we're passionate for. There are things during our week that maybe didn't go the way we would have wanted or the way that we had hoped. And they're difficult things and painful things. But then we all come together and we join together to praise the Lord, to declare his goodness. To get, to go, there is, you know, no matter what I'm experiencing, there's a victory that's on top of it. That actually because of, we praise him according to his mighty deeds. We don't just get excited for nothing, but because we focus our attention on who God is and on what he's done, we tend to get clamorously foolish. We tend to get exuberantly joyful. And we, we just celebrate him. Can I tell you something? That's what our, our, our worship gatherings, our praise gatherings should be like. Not just even on, on Sunday. This is something, and I don't want you to get me that this is only for Sundays. This is something we can engage in. All these words of praise we can engage in on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, every day of the week. And then on Sundays we gather and it should come to an incredible expression as it becomes bigger than any one of us and is a joyful expression together of our praise to God. Exuberant, joyful celebration. That's what praise. Can I tell you something? And maybe, maybe you're new to church or maybe you've been in church for a, a long time. But is that what comes to your mind first when you think about what, what, what might church look like? What might church be like? Is the first thing that comes into your head like a group of like clamorously joyful celebrating people. Our mission should be that that is what people think of when they think of like these are the most joyful people. These are, these are people who just seem to have such freedom, such joy, something, something in their hearts. That's our, that's our vision. You know, I think that this whole idea of praise, we've got to realize that this, this is so critically important. God has given us the chance to praise him, to worship him, to, to join together the way we do even on Sundays. And it's incredibly important because, you know, one of the things that happens when we uh, gather together like this and we focus our attention on God, on who he is, on his mighty deeds, and we're like, let's get the musical instruments, let's get the drums, let's get the cymbals, let's get it all going all in one direction. Let's all lift our voices, let's shout, let's sing, let's praise him, let's hallel him. When we do that, do you understand something? Something, one, this is actually, we're, we're, we're made 
to worship. And when we do that, we're beginning to calibrate our hearts into the right direction. You know, one of the reasons this is so important is because, because during our weeks, there are so many things that we are tempted. As human beings, just know this. Every one of us, we will worship something. We have literally been designed. None of us are, are big enough or designed to be the center of the universe. And so therefore, we will worship something. Our lives will move towards a given direction. Something will occupy our thoughts, our dreams, our passions. And what the Bible teaches us is that that's something, the only thing that can truly occupy our heart's desire that we should give our worship to is God. But yet throughout our weeks, we will be tempted over and over to give that worship, that passion, that, that exuberance, that enthusiasm, kind of the best of who we are. We'll be tempted to put it into a lot of different things. Sometimes we're tempted to put it into, you know, kind of, it might be money, finances, like our whole lives can get geared around that. We think, oh, you know, or maybe it starts to go into, you know, relationships. If I just had this, then, oh, you know, or, or maybe it's just a success in a given. No matter what it is, our lives, they get tempted to be focused on something. But only God can occupy that space. And when we get together, do you know why it's so important to, to worship him, to worship together? It's because it recalibrates our heart. And when we gather on Sundays, we can actually go, you know what? I'm reminded, Lord, it's not about this gold dream direction, this thing here. God, life is about you. I want to recalibrate. I, I, boy, that took way too much of my attention, thoughts, emotions, energy, etc. All those things. No, Lord, life is about you. Let me be reminded of who you are. Let me be reminded of what you've done. And when we join together and worship and go, no, 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 I'm thinking about him. I'm thinking about his mighty deeds. I'm thinking about who he is. And I'm lifting my voice and I'm celebrating. Then something happens in our heart and it clicks back to like, that's right. God, you. You are what my life is about. The, this is one of the gifts and joys of worship. And when we do that, when we begin to do that with a, a, a joyful, exuberant expression, you know, one of the reasons it's so important is because now our whole being begins to kind of calibrate around God. I think one of the worst, you know, things that could probably be said uh, of 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 certainly of me or of anyone, one of the things that would just be, I would never want to be said to me. It was sort of like, yeah, all my best exuberance and energy went this direction, and then I gave God the leftovers. I want God to get the very best of the things that I'm passionate about, the very best of my, my energy and enthusiasm. I don't want someone to go, Dean's like this over here, and he's enthusiastic, but then he's losing. And it's like, no, 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 Hallel. The greatest of my enthusiasm and joy, and each of us, is a, when we get to know who God is, the greatest of our exuberance is meant to go to him. And sometimes I think, you know, what, what does this look like? It, you know, it, it is about, you know, you go back to that uh, definition for a moment, to Hallel. To boast, to rave, to go overboard. To be clamorously foolish. You know, I love in that Psalm 150, when it's picturing all of this, you see it going, all right, we're going to praise him under the heavens. Everything that's on earth, everything that has breath. We're going to get the, the cymbals. We're going to get the drums. We're going to get loud about this. We're going to, it talks about dancing. You just picture, it's like an unrestrained, put your whole self into it. You can't hallel God. You know, to hallelujah God was never meant to be kind of a, 
you know, make sure you stand in a row and hallelujah him and just, you know, straight, you know, keep it buttoned up and say hallelujah. No, it's meant to be an absolute release of joy and celebration of hallelujah who he is. Do you know, I think uh, the, the key is in so many ways is to put your, your whole self into it. You know, why do we sometimes not uh, hallel God? And I know in a room this side, there'd be some people going, okay, 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 I see where you're going with this. You know, we should maybe loosen up a little bit. We, we should, now, to be honest as well, I know in this room, we're on the edge of too loose already. But I'm just, no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It's not. Not at all, you know. No matter what, there is, I just, the reason I say, no matter what, there's always another step, another layer to go, God, I want to give you a little bit more of me. And, and, and so all of us will start, though, at different places. Some people will go, you know what, Dean, like I hear, I hear the exuberance. I hear kind of the, the, the clamorously foolish. I hear kind of the, yep, all right, I, you know, get the symbols, get the dancing, get it going. But that's not really me. It's not my temperament. You know, I love what Richard Foster, we talked to a couple weeks ago about this. One of the great questions that we have to say to ourselves, Richard Foster says, you know, we have to remember the question is not what kind of worship am I comfortable with? But what kind of worship does God expect of me? What kind of worship is he worthy of? And I love, Foster goes on and he writes this about, about temperaments. I'll just read you this quote. I think he puts it quite well. And he says, and basically what he says is that our temperament, uh, sometimes he says often, our reserved temperament. So if you're a person who sort of thinks, you know what, that's not me or I've just got a different temperament. He says often our reserved temperament is little more than fear of what others will think of us. Or perhaps unwillingness to humble ourselves before God and others. Of course, people have different temperaments, but that must never keep us from worshiping with our whole being. And that phrase right there, worshiping with our whole being, is what I, I want for, for me, for you, for each one of us. I think there is something about when your whole being goes into worship. When you go, I'm not holding anything back. It's not about temperament or, or, hey, try and get yourself revved up. I'm not trying to rev anyone up or say you should try to rev yourself up. But I am saying you should put your whole being into worship. And one of the great challenges is sometimes we, we think maybe too much about what other people might think of us or how we'll look. I brought a, a movie clip uh, from one of my favorite movies, is, uh, the movie Hitch. Does anybody know the movie Hitch? It's about this guy, Kevin James plays him, and he's a little bit awkward, he's not very cool, and he hires Will Smith to teach him, you know, kind of how, how he could be a bit cooler and, and try and, you know, get this girl that, uh, that he wants to, you know, attract him. And so it, we're going to have a look at this scene where Will's kind of coaching him uh, on dancing that uh, might be uh, helpful for us this morning. If she asks, you cannot say no. Dancing is the one thing I'm not worried about. But if there are people there, and I'm I get sorry, uh, stand, and I, I hate to be a stickler, but in, I, I need to be thorough. And, um, show me what you mean by you're not worried about it. Trust me. Peace up, yeah. A-Town. That's what it's all about right there. See how it gets bigger? Now I'm going to start the fire. But the feet are going. I start the fire, I make the pizza. Hips are always going with it. The club with my homies, Can't get enough tips. In there? The Q-tip. The Q-tip. The Q-tip. Throw it away. That's not working. You hit it with this. Don't ever 
do that again. Do you hear me? Just expressing myself. No. No. Mm-mm. Not like that, you're not. <laughs> well, uh, right. we'll cut that there. And, uh, you know, I, I love that scene. Here's why I show you that this morning is because you, you, you know what you see in Kevin James? You see actually what joyful, unrestrained celebration looks like. Here's this guy who's just like, yeah, I've got it, no worries, he's dancing, you know, he's got the Q-tips on him, all that stuff. And all of us have probably a little bit of Kevin James in us, a little bit, something that's really small. <laughs> Some like me, it seems to occupy a large part of me. But here's what can happen in life is that sometimes... Uh, and it happens to all of us in varying degrees, we sort of feel like the world saying to us, no, not like that. <laughs> no, that's, that's not it. What's she going to think? What's this person going to think? What's, how's this going to look? And the world actually wants to do a little what, you know, what, what Will is doing. And no, 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 here's, here's how you get it between the lines. You know, now the, the story in the movie is all about in the end, it's because he's himself that he gets the girl, all those things, but... The reason that I show today is because I want you to know, you know, for to put your whole being into worship is to go, you know what, I'm just letting who I am in its entirety to come out in worship of God. And it's not about, you know, you don't, I'm not saying, you know, you got to try and now when we're singing, you know, start rolling, making the pizza, you know. And people, oh, nah, I'm making some scones, making some scones. It's church. We're going to make scones, we, you know. But scones, there, is that better? Scones. All right. I've been in Greece. I don't know what that mess with my accent, all right? But it, this is the thing is what I think for, for us and what, what I hope, what I dream is that actually that we, we never allow kind of to truly kind of get released into halal is to go, no, I'm no longer focused or conscious of what others are going to think of me. And I'm just going to put my whole being into it. And that's not about, you don't have to try and fit a mold. You don't have to look like what someone else does or what you've seen or, or look at in someone. You don't have to try and be anyone, but it is about going, I will put my whole being into this. That's halal. And it should look a little bit foolish. It should look a little bit joyful. It should look a little bit exuberant. It shouldn't be kind of just keep it between. It's like this is the whole idea of hallel. It's like everything that has breath, hallel God. Let it out. Just joyfully look to him, worship him, celebrate him. Boast like, man, this is the greatest. God's victory, what he's done for me. You know, what he's done in Christ. I'm forgiven. I'm free. I don't have to worry about what other people think of me because I'm not controlled by that and I'm not living for their approval. I love, I'm, I'm free to worship God with all of my being. Oh, that's hallelujah. Praise you, God. It should never, ever be about us. Don't let it go the other way as well and think, boy, I better make sure people. It's just, it's not about trying to do too much or too little. It's about putting your whole being into it. You know, one of the great journeys of discipleship, of becoming a follower of Christ, is to constantly move from self-conscious, I'm thinking about me, to God-focused. I'm not conscious anymore of, you know, what will they say? What will they think? What are other people? Or, or how do I feel? No, no, no. I'm focused on God. I'm focused on God. That's, that's part of the heart of worship. It's what it calibrates in our hearts. You know, 
the amazing thing about this, and, and one of the reasons I think that this whole idea of, of halal is such a, a huge thing, is it's contagious as well. I've got to tell you something. When you have people who put their whole selves into something, anything, there is a contagious nature. Um, you know, the, the, the picture in that psalm, let everything that has breath praise, halal, boast in God. You know, there's this picture of just all of creation joining kind of the celebration, the party, the, the, the great dance of creation. There's just this picture of like all of it, like coming together to praise the Lord. There's a picture of how it invites people, the whole of creation, into this worship of God, the creator. And when every one of us, and this is my, my encouragement for each of us, is to go, you know, what happens when every one of us sort of takes a step in this takes a step toward worshiping God. You know, one of the greatest things is it becomes contagious. When you come ready to kind of go, you know what? I'm not focused on me. I'm focused on God. And you're worshiping with your whole being. It's amazing how it will have an effect on the person next to you and next to them and people coming by. There's a contagious effect to this. You know, when there's, you know, I, this morning I, I, when I walk into this room and I see so many people who are halaling, God just praise them with their whole being. I was literally, my spirit lifts with the, with the community of faith and I'm excited for who God is, for what he's done. Your, your praise and your worship can actually have an effect on other people. It has an effect on the, on the community that gathers. It has an effect on the people throughout your week. And one of the greatest things that could happen is that our our worship be so passionate, so fully engaged that it invites others into this great, joyful celebration. Do you know, uh, I, I want to play one, one more little clip. While we were in Greece one night, we were out to dinner and we were walking back to our hotel. And like I said, there was a group of us, there was about 20 of us, 21 with Levi. This was the first uh, marriage conference he's been on. It was 20, <laughs> it was 10, 10 couples and Levi, he... Uh, <laughs> He's going to be well prepared. We just want him to begin thinking and investing in future relationships now, what it's all about. And uh, but so, but uh, of this whole group, I, I, they're from seven, I think seven different countries out of the ten couples, I think it was, you know, Philippines, South America, Sri Lanka, all around the world, Brazil, different places. And we're just this group of people walking along. And as we're walking, we come to a restaurant where there was a, a Greek, the Greek dancing was happening. So in this restaurant, they had the music going, the, the, the circle, circular dance is going, and walking by, and there was something about it just kind of draw, drew us in, and people started, and I just brought a little clip. I'll just show you this real quick. This is kind of the tail end as we were just walking by this restaurant. <laughs> Now, I want to leave you there. It was such a great, and here's why I want, I, want to, I want you to kind of grab this picture for a moment in your head as we start to bring this uh, to a bit of a, a close this morning. This is the contagious nature of joy and celebration. This was a clamorously foolish gathering. 
It was music. It was, you know, the instruments were out. It was people just dancing and in a circle, throwing stuff up in the air. And there is something so inviting about joy and life like that, freedom like that. Nobody worried about, hey, how do I look or how am I dancing? Just, man, there's a song, there's a dance, join the dance, throw some stuff in there. Don't worry about it, have a good, there is something so life-giving about that. And it was like, and one of the pictures I love of that, if you see that, the, the, the Greek man there who's kind of leading that dance, and he's kind of going in, and he's just like, come on. He's inviting people in. And everybody just couldn't, couldn't help it. I mean, that was the reason it ended up outside. So many people had joined in this dance. It was too big for the restaurant. It was out on the street. People, you know, different people off the side. Everybody joining in. And imagine if that's just what the nature of our, our worship, our hallel, our, our gatherings around God looked like. Free. Fun, joy-filled, it invites people. It's contagious. Come on, come join this. Sometimes we can think, you know what, we, maybe, we shouldn't, maybe we should stay a little restrained. I mean, what if people are there who aren't normally used to kind of come to church? We don't want them to get kind of weirded out or freaked out or, or, you know, or maybe we should try. Do you know what, the world's not looking for like people who are sort of moderately engaged with something. People aren't scared by our enthusiasm, but they will be put off by our passivity. But when people see people who have found something, something that brings them joy and freedom and, and fullness of life, oh, that invites people in. So let's always be that people. Let's always be that kind of community. I'm going to invite the team up. We're going to take a moment to, to celebrate God one more time today. And I want to encourage you just to consider one question. What will your next step forward in your praise of God look like? You know, we've looked at seven different words. I'll, I'll put them up here for a moment. To shabak, to shout for God. To barak, to bow before God. With your eyes fixed on him. To heal you, to let God give birth to a spontaneous song. To todah, to praise God. Even when it, the circumstances make you feel like you're not ready yet. Or to give thanks for things that you haven't even received. To zamar, to get the music going. To start to awaken something within you. To yadah, to throw your hands into the air and celebration and joy. And to hallel, to just be joyfully, clamorously foolish. What will your next step look like? Is there one of those that you think, you know what, if I'm going to grow, every one of us, no matter how long or how short we've known God, we can all take another step. What's your next step? Is it incorporating one of those pictures that maybe you never have before? Is it, maybe your next step is going, you know what, I, didn't, I always thought this was something that was only for Sundays, but actually I'm going to, I want to incorporate worship more daily into my life. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's just going, you know what, I'm going to, you know, my next step is I'm going to just engage with a little bit more of me. I used to kind of, you know, I didn't want to let my body kind of in on the action. I wanted to make sure that I was nice and still. Or, but I'm going to, you know, maybe you're not ready for the pizza. Maybe you don't want to roll the pizza. That's all right. You don't have to. But maybe you just start to just, just to move a little, just to sway a little, just to, just to kind of, you know, I'm not thinking about who's near me. I'm not thinking about what's going on. I'm just engaging my whole being right now on who God is. You know, maybe it's just to kind of, just whatever that is, to take one more step. One more step towards a freer, fuller expression of worship to God. And what I believe is that as we do that as a community, oh, there's something contagious about it. 
You know, for some, it will be just going, you know, I can't move along. I was just going to, my whole being's going in. And, and there's something about when, when, when we're all not focused on what do I even think of the song or the music or anything, but we're all focused on one thing. How do I just celebrate him today? That just becomes a joyful, free, full celebration that's contagious. It draws people in. Why don't you stand? And I'm just going to pray for us. And then we're going to sing this song. We're going to sing this song, Joy, one more time. We're going to finish today just reflecting on joy, celebrating joy, celebrating who God is. And I want to pray right now, though. You know, one of the things that, <clears throat> that you can do, if you go, you know what, I want to, I really want to do this. Can I encourage you to be really uh, specific about perhaps your one step that you're going to take? Think in your own heart and mind, what is my next step? Everybody's in a different place, but what's my next step in a freer, fuller expression of worship and incorporating what I see here in the book of Psalms? You know, one small thing that everyone could do, I wanna encourage all of us can be a part of this, is just to take one step forward in terms of how we gather to worship as a community. And when I say one step forward, I mean that kind of, you know, literally and figuratively. You know, one thing you can do is like literally just sit one row closer, come in with like, you can, I know you'll be on the stage. It's like, just bring it, you know? So we get the circle, enjoy, you know. Like, but when you come in, like, you know, some, just go, I'm gonna sit a little closer. I'm gonna come a little bit more expectant. I'm gonna be a little bit more engaged. I'm not gonna come back. I'm gonna come in kind of on my front foot. I'm here to focus on him. I'm here to worship him. And that will be contained. And if all of us take a step forward, it just, it lifts the whole atmosphere. And it creates this space for praise, for joy of God. All of us can take a different step. I want to pray this morning. One of my hopes and prayers as we have looked at these different ones. I'm going to pray today, especially for this sense of Hallel, for the exuberance, for the joyfulness. If you want to just be a part of that, just hold your hands out. You can open them up to God or raise them up to him. But let's pray to him together as a people. Lord, we thank you for these pictures of worship, these pictures of praise. We know that you intended them for our good. We know that you've actually created us to worship and to praise you. And Lord, I pray that today as we think about this word hallel, that Lord, that spirit of hallelujah would be even more in our midst, more in our hearts for you, for your mighty deeds, for who you are, for what you've done. And that Lord, there'd be a greater freedom that is a part of our, of our worship and our praise of you. There'd be such a freedom and such a joy that God, it would just be contagious to one another. It'd be contagious to people who are coming in for the first time, that they would find in this place of people who are free and full and full of joy because of what they have found in Jesus Christ, because of who you are, because of what you've done. Lord, it wouldn't be something that we rev up in ourselves, but as we open our eyes to you, we could not help but get a little bit clamorously foolish, a little bit joyful, a little bit celebrating of who you are and of all you've done. Lord, release it in our midst. More revelation of you, more joy around you, more hallel of you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said.